Welcome to Wednesday, and Wednesday mean it ain't Tuesday. It's one day later, and that means it's this day. When, <sighs> it's a wild, wild Wednesday, which means we're wearing reds and sharing beds. <laughs> Here at Hotel, this one. And get ready, because tonight's show is us tired, but recorded mostly earlier, so you're in safe hands. Yeah, just these intros will sound insane, but everything else is pretty much just interviews with people who really know what they're talking about. Good luck to us, and good luck to you, the listener, as we move forward together. This is Pistol Shrimps Radio. My name is Mark McConville, and that's Matt Gorley, a man who's probably so tired he can't remember his own name. Sure I can. It's bye that We're was... here in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, covering the Scripps National Spelling Bee, and we've had a whirlwind tornado of a day. What a wonderful day, I have to say. I think so. Just a life-affirming, wonderful experience with this event that I had no idea what to expect coming here in person, and it's just exceeded expectation. It is the best of human nature, I think. It is. There's no way to be cynical. We have a good time. We still like to make jokes, but it is one of the most positive, wonderful experiences. Every single kid that steps up to that mic, I want to adopt. First, I want to hope they're from a broken home so I can adopt them. <laughs> Spelling is their refuge from all of the troubles that they have in their childhood. It makes my ovaries tingle to want to have a baby. And you don't even have them. That, who, who says I don't? You, don't have, you do have ovaries? Uh-huh. Are they in a jar? Right above my underies. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, Matt. Let's get to this. We've got a treat of an episode for you tonight. It's not a traditional Pistol Shrimps episode. We are not going to call a basketball game. We're not even going to call a spelling bee. That's for tomorrow, Thursday. Today, we met with several people involved with the spelling bee in several different fashions. What this is all about, if you listened yesterday, we took the same preliminary placement exam that the spellers had to take. Today, we talked to two spellers, a lexicographer and the editorial director and former contestant herself, the wonderful Corey Leffler. And it's all presented to you. We're going to begin with... One of the darlings of the script spelling bee, would you say? No doubt about it. This kid is the jam. He's couldn't be more adorable. He's more, nine. He just turned nine years old, as you'll find out in the interview. Slightly precocious, maybe just a touch insouciant. <laughs> Matt is as loopy as he gets. I've been friends with the man for a long time. He's sort of reclined on a hotel bed right now, podcasting from bed. This is a dangerous precedent to set. We did a basketball game, and Matt went in the covers towards the end of the game. This is great. And now he's just lounging. I want to podcast my own deathbed. (laughs) What? Like when I finally die. You want to podcast it? I think so. You're going to be able to do it? We'll see. It just depends on why you're on the deathbed. That's true. Yeah. What if it's from talk disease? I already have a major <laughs> case of talk disease. Where's that piece of paper with all the notes you took today? Uh, it's in my pack. You want me to go get it? It sh- should just be somewhere near. Oh, oh there it is right there. Yeah. So tomorrow um, we will be broadcasting the two-hour 12-person final because what happens is there are 41 finalists and they go into basically a sudden death spelling that starts at 10 a.m. tomorrow but goes for hours and then when they finally get down to 12 people, they take a break and reconvene. Recalibrate. Recalibrate and reconvene at 8.30 p.m. Prime time, main event. That's right. And we will begin that 
broadcasting with that. But we're not going to broadcast it. We're going to podcast Let's it. Let's broadcast it. You got it. Or podcast it. Nobody needs to see that. Talk about our first interview, Matt. Okay. Akash is his name. He's nine years old. He, he was the youngest participant in the B a few years ago, I believe in 2016, if research is correct. And uh, we had already set up an interview with another subject, and I saw Akash giving an interview in the hallway here at the convention center, and I briefly tapped on his father's shoulder and asked for a little time and didn't know that who we interviewed was really in his own right quite a little celebrity. He's the A-lister of of this thing. And as you'll also find out in the interview, he's got seven more years of spelling in front wow. of him. That's right. And he's been on Jimmy Kimmel, the Today Show. Something like that. He's done some television interviews about spelling. Hosted the Oscars. Yeah, he's uh, he was in an episode of Mad Men. Took over for Brian Williams in the nightly news. He reformulated Coke Zero and made it Coke Zero Sugar. He was the lead prosecutor against Slobodan Milosevic in the Hague War criminal trials. He invented corn detasseling. And then de-invented it. So, you know this kid is the bee's knees. Take a listen. So what can you tell us about preparing for the spelling bee? Yeah. White pistol shrimps. Radio. That's you. That's, That's us. us. Yes. What? Those two are them. Yeah. That's, That's right. us. <laughs> so you got an idea, right? Checking out the Wikipedia page or the Google page. I'm not sure. This is the thing from Vulture. Oh, yeah. Oh, Vulture. We've made a cottage industry out of not knowing what we're talking about. Even Player FM has a way what? All right, Akash, how old of a fella are you? Uh, I'm nine. As of yesterday, right? Happy birthday. Yep. Thanks. How does it feel to be nine? Um, It feels great. Also... Two days ago, I was eight. Yesterday, I'm, I I was nine, so eight and nine. If you just append each other, I'm starting to get this so mathy. Um, it becomes 89. <laughs> That's basically concatenation. So it, it becomes 89, and the 89th National Spelling Bee was my first National Spelling Bee. How many Yay. have you done? This is my second one. Really? And uh, are you feeling like you're an old pro at this point? I mean, I'm only a third grader, so... <laughs> Akash, we saw you on the stage yesterday, and you you got the word Tibetan. Yep. And you knew that word right away, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've studied the word many times, and plus, I, I aside from spelling, I love doing geography, so I, already, so I already knew that term. Ah. But it refers to the southern part of China, which is north of the Himalayas and south of whatever, you know, and it borders India, Nepal, and... A few other countries. Well, you're already well beyond me. Do you have a word that you often can't remember how to spell? Like, is there one out there that you always go, oh, that one again? N- not really. You've because got them all. You got them all. <laughs> it's because every time I see a word, I practice it over and over and over again until I'm familiar with the word so that I don't usually, you know, go like, oh, no, I got this word. Oh, no. Akash, take me through your training. You wake up in the morning. Are you eating breakfast? Are you having cereal? Are you having waffles? Are you having oatmeal? What do you? What do you? What's your training regimen? Okay, so you do a couple laps around the block. You do, yeah. You do some calisthenics. <laughs> this is kind of like what basketball players would do. Not oh, kind of. But what? But what I would usually do, I, I usually sleep, and then after I uh, wake up, I eat my breakfast, which basically. Consists of cereal and a muffin or a pop tart. Oh, what time do you wake up? Oh gosh, no. 
Why though? <laughs> I'm a night a owl. Night You're a night owl? owl. So do you have to get him up, Krishna? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like, um, he's a homeschool, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a homeschooler, yeah, so I mean... He, it, he can do whatever I mean, he it, wants. Uh, I mean, I know the people watching Pestle Shrimp Radio don't don't even see this in the first place, but... It's your name tag and your number. Yeah, 459 Akash Vakoti, my school, which is so small that I real that that even if I if this was Pestle Shrimp TV, it wouldn't, it, you really you wouldn't, wouldn't be it. able to see it. <laughs> So how how are you studying words? How does this happen? What do you do? You just open the dictionary and start looking at it. Um. So there's like a tons of little systematic things that that spellers use, and I basically jumble all of them and make it into one huge random mess. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a way to go. I like that. So basically, <laughs> I use lots of lists and. And, and language rules, let's take, for example, Greek and Latin uh, or Spanish. They have them, and then there's also French that has it. Basically, every language would have some sort of language pattern that they use because without language patterns, you wouldn't even have the language in the, languages in the first place. Akash, how many languages do you think there are on this planet? According to a 2006 Spelling Bee book by the National Bee, they say that there's 6,912. What? Wow. That's funny, because I speak 6,913, so there must be an extra one in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Pig Latin? It's called Kubich, but it's a long story. Now, Akash, did you have to spell a word this morning? So you're up soon, though, right? Um, we're, well, soon basically means at 3.30 p.m. EDT, right? No, yeah, local time. time. <laughs> Listen, Akash, we're going to be there rooting you on and pulling for you. What do you think your chances are? You feel confident? So I've already felt confident as I passed through round two by spelling Tibetan. But now this is round three. Yeah. What's the difference? And this part is where it kind of gets more... Nerve-wracking. Because you haven't had the round, is it round one or two, you've been able to study the list, but now you don't know what you're going to so get, what right? The, what is the difference between round two and round three? Round, the first round. thing is that round two, it shouldn't even be a difference between round two and round three. It's the difference between round two and the rest of the rounds. <laughs> right. Because the rest right. of the rounds from here on out. all have no specific list that they come from aside from Webster's or New International Dictionary Unabridged. Except for round two, which has 600 specific words from that. How soon are you given the um, list of the 600 words before round two? Uh, Have you had that in your hands for a while? They said that there would be... No, but seriously, though. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um... were you given it a day in advance or longer? A year in advance? No, it's like that you can only, you would see it like for one month. One month. Oh, okay, okay, good. And still, uh, it's enough time, like April 12th. So you've had, you've had enough time to go over that mm-hmm. list. And still, some people might say it's not enough time, but turns out it's enough time that, that most of the spellers would just have mastered the entire thing. I see. And how do you feel you did on your preliminaries test, your written test? Because we took that yesterday, and we did not do well. We did pretty bad, Akash. F-plus for me. I got 53% of the answers right. 
That's not good. Or would you say that's pretty good? Pretty good. Whoa. <laughs> You're being kind. As someone who got an F plus and he just got a regular I got a F, regular I can F. tell him he didn't do so good. <laughs> well, it's, well, the main reason why is because it's not just A, a plus through F minus. It's A plus through Z minus. That's true. And actually, you technically were closer to an F minus. I mean, if we're putting that Matt, in there. Matt, uh, please, you don't have to do that. <laughs> now, so you're, you say you're in third grade. How long are you eligible to participate in the B? Until, okay, so this is the rule. The B states that you cannot turn, you, you cannot have your, fifth, your 16th birthday. If you turn 16, you you're not have able it. You're not allowed to have a 16th birthday? No. The thing is You're that be if you your whole do life? have a 16th, if you turn 16, you can't come, you're ineligible. Got it. And if you, if, and if you're in ninth grade, you're ineligible. Oh, so okay. ninth grade is a cutoff. If you're in eighth grade and you're 15, you're still good. Yeah. If you're in ninth grade and you're still 15, no. If you're eighth grade and you're 16, probably not. What happened there? If you're in eighth grade and you're 16, you probably failed a grade. You got an F minus on the preliminary stage. Probably. And, and another, another rule is like, you, I mean, you can't stay in the same grade for you know more than one year. Oh, oh sure. But right. the thing is that if you do, you have to consult the B. Okay. Now, do you think you will be in the B every year until you're ineligible? Do you enjoy it? Do you like it? Are you having a good doing time? It. I love doing it, but the major thing is that what every speller wants to do is to is to remove the spelling bee from their from their going from their ongoing competitions list. Why? Why? Yeah. Because then you're the champ, right? Yes, exactly. <sighs> oh, I you see. You would be the champion, and you and if you become the champion, you're you're ineligible to compete. Oh, I see. Which oh. is obvious. Why? Because you really don't want someone to do it again and again and yeah. again. Because. Over all that time, they will probably become ineligible, and you don't want to have, have the overall champions and champions and champions. That there will be very few. Right. You don't want to have champions. the Wayne Gretzky of spelling, right. yeah. the LeBron the, James of spelling. Mark, nobody's understanding. So by the way, uh, so you told about the champion, right? But there will be only one champion out of 516 or 19 kids. So what about the remaining? So what would be the benefits they'd be getting, you know, by participating in the spelling bee? Why don't we just let Matt and Mark say that for us? Because <laughs> that's an interview Matt, question. Can you answer? Can you ask that exact same question? Uh, I thought it was phrased beautifully. I do and, too, and I think it was a legitimate question. But if you question, prefer but, it coming from yeah. us, that's fine. Yay! So what is? What was the question? What are the benefits? There's only one winner. Yeah. What's the benefit of going? So. There's not just one benefit, not two benefits, not three benefits, but four benefits. Okay. Wow. Exactly. So, Run them down for us. Yeah. So the f so Number these one. are the four benefits of, of participating in the Scripps National Spelling Bee, explained by a two-time participant, me. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. First one is that um, your your vocabulary base would your vocabulary base and your knowledge base would both be tremendously improved. Sure. Definitely. All right, number two. <laughs> um, the second one is that. Clap to room three, I hear. Oh, yeah, clapping in room three. Was that, were you trying to Round distract three. us? Round three. Exactly. Round three. He was distracting us while <laughs> well, he thinks. Not distracting, Oh, he's say like he's. 
distracted. Taking that pause to think about what yes. he's gonna say. That's a smart move. He's the secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he revealed the secret. Just yeah. kidding. This is not a secret. Uh, misdirection. Yeah. Okay. So the second one is that. Um, yeah. Yeah. You. You. You learn how to defeat. No, 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 how to handle the defeat and loss. I thought how, I was going to say how to defeat the defeat and loss. Oh, I thought you were going to say defeat your, and crush your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not that's how That's not works. good here. No, no, it's very positive. You learn how to ha- handle the defeat and loss. Yes, that's nice. Do you hear one. the dreaded yeah. bell? Last year, did yeah. you heard the bell, presumably. How did you feel when you heard the bell? I felt happy. Because you were done? <laughs> no, it's not because I was done. Because I still had a bunch of bees ahead of you. Seven more. Wow, no, no, seven that's a more. good way to look at it. There's seven more years. I have seven more years full. until I'm ineligible, which I probably will complete the BM at that point. Oh, yeah, I like right. that. I like that did, attitude. What do you remember the word that got you the bell? It was. I still remember it, and I will forever remember it because the word was bacteriolytic. Bacteriolytic. So. And. Oh, you just gave your father the hand. Talk to the hand, Dad. <laughs> uh, it's because I had to say that about the word itself. Bacteriolytic is a... Doing some counting uh, it's, uh, I don't know if I should say this, but 13-letter word. Why shouldn't you say that? What? Because, you know, some people even have triscodicophobia, which is... The, <sighs> the fear, fear of the 13. number 13. Yeah, you know why, but... So you're taking care of the listeners, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm trying to take care because I don't want anything going wrong. No, no. Right. superstition. <laughs> All right, what's number three and four? Yes, and then yeah, we'll let you go. Huh? Number three and four of the things your you... Your benefits. Yeah, your benefits. You benef- thought you distracted us, but... You didn't. Back. Yeah, we're like any good journalist. Can right? I guess what one of them is? Okay. You're meeting, you're meeting like-minded spellers right. from across the world, right? Is that one of the benefits? Well... You're quite close here, but you get but with those but but the best part is that you get to make wait oh wait no this is supposed to work the third one no the third one what's the third one I forgot <laughs> okay okay let's get over this one that's fine three's good yeah. three's fine three out of four is not bad that's better four than we four. scored. You're making friends? That's the fourth one. Well, that's a good one. Is the third one that you're making enemies? (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, we hope we've made friends with you today, Akash, and we really thank you for talking with us, and we wish you the best of luck. We'll be there today to to cheer you on. Okay, thank you. All right. Have a good day, and thank you, Krishna. Thanks. Thank you. Yay. (laughs) Well, that was a wonderful interview, wouldn't you say? I loved it. I loved that kid. And we do have some uh, audio of the moment that unfortunately Mm. Akash went down. Yes. He had to wait so long to spell today. He did. And he He was in the 330 group, the last group of the day, somewhere in the 400s, I think is 416 or 419 or something like that. So he had to wait a long time to spell and he got a word that he didn't know. And that, you could see the confusion on his face, and we have some audio of that. That's right. You want to play that, Matt? We have the audio of the confusion on his face. <laughs> no, we have the audio of his spelling, and we'll listen to that and know that, unfortunately, Akash does not proceed to the finals, but 
perhaps our next spelling contestant will. He does have a bright future ahead of him. No doubt. You can tell that no he doubt. is so he is an inspiration. hot for spelling. Have a listen. Wish you the best, Akash. Get out there, Akash. Spell some words that I couldn't even come up with in my brain. That's right. And before we move on to our next contestant, we're going to take a bit of a word diversion. A, a word, word version. version. Yes. And we spoke to the wonderful lexicographer and editor at large at Merriam-Webster Dictionary, who was a fountain of word history and knowledge, so much so that I didn't want to stop talking to him. I eat this stuff up. I edited some stuff out of this interview just for time's sake, but we talked to him for a good almost half an hour after we hit stop on the recorder. That's right. I couldn't get enough. I couldn't either. I thought it was fascinating stuff. He's sort of an ambassador for the dictionary. That's right. He is. His name's Peter Sokolowski. And he, again, he is the editor at large at Merriam-Webster. And I think we could just roll on this. Let's do it, Matt. Too late. I already did. Peter Sokolowski, you're uh, editor-at-large at Merriam-Webster. You're also a lexicographer. Do you have a favorite word? Is that like asking a favorite child? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's my least favorite question. I can imagine. I, in fact, <laughs> Way to go, Matt. it came out my mouth, I thought, <laughs> no. A, I'm going through with this. It's fine. And B, it's fine. I'm going to force real, you to answer. In real life, since we don't you know, have time constraints, if I'm... Uh, asked under pressure. There are a couple words that I love. One is sesquipedalian. The user of large words. Yeah, I sure. think it's a fun word and it's a word that I can use, for example, when I address the spellers and talk to this group of people, I can use use a word like sesquipedalian or bellatristic. And every kid in the room from the age of seven or eight to the age of 14, they all know the word. Wait, so let's, I, I, do you know bellatristic? 
I don't. I don't either. And I'm wondering out of the roots if we can figure that out. Is sure. it the same Bella as in bellicose or is no. beauty? No, these are, these are the right kinds of questions. Okay. This is the, the, you're asking for the, the etymology. Um, and if I were the pronouncer, uh, I would say you're on the wrong track. Shoot, <laughs> that's the story of my oh, life. I don't, I, Bella Tristan. But you haven't asked the language of origin yet. That would language, language of origin, origin please. please. French. Oh, so beautiful. It's not beautiful? All right, it does have the same, it does have, but not warlike. I heard you, yeah. you were talking. Yeah, oh, right. So it does have, yes, that's okay. the right track. That's the right track. True. Is it beautifully sounding? Or um, beautiful? No, if you break the word down, bellatristic. Trist, sad, wait, trist. Uh, yeah, that, that is visible, but that's not what, that's not what the word <laughs> is. Tricks, all these little yeah. tricks. Well, I'm so thinking of altruistic. Okay. But I barely know what that means. <laughs> but it's built on a different model because that's a Latin model. Jeez. Oh, um, and this gosh. is a, and the thing and the other thing and this is the piece that uh, you can't ask during a B. But what I would uh, the, the question I would ask is when did it come in? Because if a, a word comes f from French into English in the Middle Ages, hmm. it becomes anglicized. Okay. But if a word comes from French into English later, very late, like hundred years ago or in the 19th century say then usually the spelling stays French so it's not trist like a like a like a uh, rendezvous trist is no, it T-R-Y-S-T no no, no, no okay. that's a different word no um, the, and it's, it's really the, the stress the pronunciation that makes this hard to register bellatristic comes from belle lettre belle letters oh belle lettre um, B-E-L-L-E-S L-E-T-T-R-E-S. Mm. Belle lettre means uh, beautiful letters, literature. Oh, so wow. bellatristic means literary. Wow. And it's, and, but it's a, it's a recent, when I say recent, I mean in the last couple hundred years as opposed to Right. Thousand, yeah. yeah. As opposed to the Norman Conquest. Okay. Um, and well, I mean, Norman Conquest was a, an invasion of French, right? That's when you right. think about what happened there, he was the Duke of Normandy, and what did they speak? They spoke Old French, uh -huh. uh, the, and, and that's 1066. So uh, the French that they spoke became the French that was the conquering language of the British Isles, right? And that's why every word for government, law, um, medicine, uh, you know, all the technical terms in the English language are actually based on Latin words, like the word government or senate uh -huh. uh, or president. Those are all Latin words. And Magna why? It's because French was <laughs> because French was bad Latin. French was essentially just the wow. morphing of Latin over time. Bad and Latin. so, and then it leads you to this other phenomenon, which is more cultural, which is which I call the Ivanhoe example, um, which is that the the names of uh, there's a lot of duplicates. Well, there's a word like royal, which is the French word, but we have kingly in English. There's a lot of words in English that kind of have these doublets, these, these double things. Okay, yeah. But for food and animals, you have this weird sort of uh, cultural moment when the animal, as it's alive in the farmyard, is referred to by the Anglo-Saxon English name, but the food it produces is referred to by the, the Norman French name. So cow is English, but beef is French. Oof. Yeah, p pig is English, but uh, pork is French. Oh, and, sure. <laughs> good. and, you know, sheep is English, but mutton is French. Um, uh, deer is English, but venison, venison. is French. And then, um, uh, you know, you have uh, calf is English, but veal is, is French. So only and, the French eat. Well, no, but it shows you uh, the power structure, the power relationship, who oh, was serving wow. whom. So the food as it was served was in French. The animal as it was maintained was in English. Yeah. And that shows who, you know, a class distinction, doesn't it? Yeah, it and, sure does. And so there's a class distinction embedded in the language that we speak every single day. We never even think about it, but it absolutely shows who won that war. I'm serious. Uh, can we have you for eight hours straight <laughs> sit here and talk this to me? It's just word nerdery. This, well, th so this is heaven for me. In relation to the B, when the spellers get up and they hear their word mm. and... 
the clock starts. They have about two minutes, yeah, two minutes. to spell a word. Do, are they doing all of this history? Is that history lesson ingrained yes, in, in these spellers? Where and, and the clue is the etymology. And so they are doing, they're essentially doing this in rapid fire. They're really doing yeah. it very quickly. Because if they hear, if the word has a sh sound, for example, and they say, what is the language of origin? Now, if it's German, that means, okay, this could be S-C-H. Mm -hmm. And if it's English, it's S-H. But if it's French, like champagne, it could be C-H. Mm -hmm. So that right there, they had a huge clue as to uh, as to the, right. the spelling. I knew there were tricks. Because so, we oh, took, Matt and I took the preliminary written test okay. yesterday and barely got half of the questions <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Partially out of just having, we did not prepare in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But every time I think even if we would have prepared it wouldn't have gone so great <laughs> yeah. every time we saw sort of oh it's french into english or that that just didn't mean a lot so like that that story that alone yeah them. yeah in fact yeah. At, in the finals as you will see um the etymology becomes the 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 fulcrum you know the the, the point upon which they can think and once in a while our, you know the dictionary is not omniscient we don't know the origin of some words and so in merriam-webster dictionaries if it's not known the etymology simply says origin unknown we just saw that on here so oh, you saw a speller yeah. spelled fiddle dd yeah and there's origin unknown it's just it's probably that was well, someone you know I having tell you, it's fun like with drunken yeah. yeah having fun with the sound of the word and, yeah. and there's Rustic. no way to, to to connect it to you know to and, and what we call an etymon there's no root there but um, I've been in that room during the final where the whole room gasps. <gasps> you know, it's a tough word. No one knows the word. And you suddenly realize, is it Greek? We don't know. Is it French? We don't know. And so the kid has to guess. Where, where does that sh sound come from? Right. Um, because, for example, with a Greek origin and it's, and it's a, a, an S sound, it could start with a P. For right. example, you know, these are the kinds of, or the trist, the why. Yeah. Um, psychologists, you know, the why, that why, as opposed to, but the biggest problem for them um, is, is the most common sound in English. And the problem here is that English ortho orthography does not correspond to English pronunciation. Um, and uh, unlike most other languages, many other languages, some languages are almost perfectly phonetic. Like um, Latin is, is, Latin is has very one phonetic. sound for one symbol. One is sound that true? for one syllable, pretty much. I mean, it's, uh, Latin is a tough one because there's sort of, there's a, there's a, there's a kind of ecclesiastical pronunciation, then there's a medieval pronunciation, oh, wow. and different languages, like in French, you pronounce Latin differently than you do in English, so it's a little bit awkward. <laughs> um, but other languages that are ancient languages, like Korean, for example, has an alphabet called Hangul that was invented just 400 years ago, and it was event invented as a kind of a, uh, a reverse engineering of the sound. So they, they basically made an alphabet that corresponded to the sound of the language. It's also true for Hindi. And so uh, we, if we did that in English, you would throw away all of this etymology because you would never yeah. know. Oh, that s, the s sound. Oh, it's no longer spelled with a p. Or that sh sound is no longer spelled with a ch. And so you would throw away. It's like the only thing you know about me is my last name. Right. So, mm -hmm. but what do you know? You know that somewhere in my ancestry there was a Polish person, a Polish man, and so that's the etymology. Mm -hmm. it, it, right. it, it's actually literally meaningless in today's terms, it doesn't have anything to do with my relationship to you that my grandfather came from Poland. But you know that one thing, right? that one thing, and that's the clue. So if you were to make English, for example, perfectly phonetic, you would throw away that clue. That clue would be gone forever. Right. And so uh, other languages like Spanish, for example, our Spanish dictionaries at Merriam-Webster don't even have a pronunciation field for the Spanish because it's so regular and every character always represents the same sound, and it's not true for English. So the most common sound in English is what we call the schwa, which is the, the upside-down E mm, yeah. symbol in phonetics. And it's the beginning, it's the first and last syllable of America. It's a. Uh. 
So the first and last syllable of banana, ah, it's that sound. But the thing is, it can be spelled with an A-E-I-O-U-Y or no letter at all. So think of the word rhythm, and, the, and it's T-H-M right at the end, right. right? There's no vowel there, and yet it's clearly a schwa. There's a uh, rhythm. And so it can be spelled with no letter at all. And what you will see is the hardest guesses that these kids have to make is is it an I or a Y? Schwa-based guesses. All, and, the, and that's when you recognize they know the whole word except for the schwa. Oh, wow. And, and then they just go for it. And, and the thing is, at that point, it is a guess. It's a very educated guess, but yeah. it's still a guess. Interesting. So I presume their words uh, for the spellers are randomized in some well, way? Well, the first day is studied. So yesterday's lists were actually given to them. I think it was 600 words. And, no and, kidding. Yep, and those kids could prepare that far. And then after that day, that. starting... Starting today, any word in Merriam-Webster's Unabridged is valid, and it's five hundred thousand words. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and did was there anything like this for you when you were growing up? Did you do Not, a spelling bee? You know, I, I have no memory. If there was in the schools, I'm sure they, I did them, but I don't. I, nothing competitive like yeah. this. I just okay. didn't think in those terms. And all right. So has has that number five hundred thousand swelled or shrunk? It's actually shrunk uh, a little bit um, yeah. and, and, and in terms of representation in the dictionary. And, and this is kind of a long story longer, but last night I gave my annual dictionary lecture to the kids and their parents, you know, and they come and um, this year uh, I called it the guided tour the un to the unabridged editions because we kind of think of the dictionary as being the sort of a constant concrete thing, but it's actually it's an ever-changing thing. And the, the current edition of, the, of what's called Webster's Unabridged Dictionary is really the eighth in a straight line from Noah Webster's first one in 1828. And so if you'd count each, each edition, and what I went through last night was the changes that were made every time. Because some of the changes were huge, some of them were small. Um, one of the biggest changes was uh, in 1961. So at that point, the book, there was an arms race. We had com a, com a competitor with Funk and Wagnalls, uh -huh. and they had a big fat dictionary, and we wanted a fatter one. So they just threw everything but the kitchen sink in the dictionary, and that dictionary is the one that's sitting on the stage. Oh yeah, there's um, an enormous wait, dictionary. Yours or the Funk and Wagnalls? No, ours. Oh. Ours. And it's the enormous one. It was. It was. It was in response to Funk and Wagnalls. It was the largest. A mass-produced book in American history. It weighs 18 pounds. Oh, I guess. It's usually known as Webster's Second, the 1934 edition. But it it had, for example, a lot of proper nouns, um, all the names of mythology, all the names of Shakespeare's characters, things like Mount Rushmore and the Eiffel Tower, things like that. And ultimately, it was decided we can't make a bigger book um, after World War II. And also, the the idea of what a dictionary is had subtly changed. It became less Bellatristic. Uh. Originally, the, the original dictionaries in the Renaissance were to read the Bible and read literature, right? I mean, that's really what they were for. Ultimately, now we look at the dictionary as being a catalog of the current active vocabulary of English. That includes words that are specialized for plumbers, or words for sports, or words for comedy, not just words in literature or the Bible. Uh -huh. And so uh, that kind of more demo democratic approach to dictionary making meant that there had to be more definitions of words that we used to carry meaning and fewer definitions of words that were just labels. And a name is just a label. I mean, uh, a, a name like Romeo, it just simply identifies a person. However, in the case of Romeo, it also identifies a character that's become genericized. Um, has a meaning. <clears throat> a male lover. In itself. Yeah. So that word is in our dictionaries. But, like Don Juan would yes, be presumably exactly. too. Yeah, but, okay. but Hamlet isn't. Ah. You know, um, Even though it could be seen, I'm sure there are instances of the word Hamlet being used as an indecisive person. Yeah, 
example. You're a dithering. Not, look at that. Yeah, look at that yeah. sad guy who doesn't know which door to go. Yeah. Sure, exactly. Yeah. But not frequently enough because there right. are bars of frequency oh, that we have to step that up, Matt. So, so yeah, we have to yeah. use if you use oh. it. If you use it frequently, it, it, it gets entered into the dictionary. But the point is, we cut the the, the size of the dictionary down from about six hundred thousand words to about four hundred and twenty-five thousand in nineteen sixty-one. This is how they did it. They um, removed all the proper nouns, and then then there were a lot of things that we call nonce words that are basically used once. Uh-huh. Um, we have the evidence for it, but it never caught on. Any examples? And, oh, golly. Well, I, I, can, I can give you an example of a, of a ghost word. Um, that edition also had the most famous mistake in dictionary history. Um, and there was an entry for the word uh, dord, D-O-R-D. And the definition was just one word, density. Uh-huh. Dord means density. And it was there for, I think, a dozen years. And finally, somebody noticed that actually, uh, in that dictionary, the entry words in boldface were capitalized. And the card, because it was they're all done by hand, you know, originally, um, the card said D, capital D, or lowercase d. And it was the chemical abbreviation for uh, density, which is represented by the letter D. Oh, my and God. And somebody, oh, yeah. in typesetting, what they did was they flipped, uh, rather than the or being italic, the or became Boldface, yeah, and see. now you had a word, a single syllable word, Dord, and so it was like uh, kind of this mistake in the factory. It just got put through. The, de- the definition was there with density. The real mistake was made by the pronunciation editor who added the phonetics <sighs> for Dord because there is no Dord. There's no such thing. I wonder how many times that got used. You know, well, I don't. Th- I mean, it's it's a very famous mistake, yeah. uh, and it was corrected. They finally took it out, um, and of course, in in those days, it was a typeset book. They had to take out the metal type, close up oh, the, right. the the, the and oh, wow, add a yeah. line on that page uh, in that column um, because that's how it works you know and so but it was done and you can see how it was done if you look at the year before and the year after um, it was the error made in 1934 I think was corrected in 1947 so if you ever buy a copy of Webster's second which is the one on stage um, uh, look for the door because you want you want that <laughs> that's one to the be, collector's that's edition, the collector's oh, edition. Peter yeah. thank you so much for doing this this uh, I really feel like I could go on all I know day it's listening fascinating to this. Yeah. this stuff is it's my football. <laughs> I mean, it really is. You're word it. nerds. Yeah. Well, we're word adjacent. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're nerd adjacent. Yeah. We're like word show parents. But yeah, the, the more we're here, the more eye-opening it is yeah. just to how it is truly unbelievable to watch yeah. the spellers. And just... wait till tomorrow night. It just, it just, bl- it, it will blow your mind. And what, what is today the sort of polite clapping of a golf tournament uh-huh. will be thunderous applause tomorrow night because people will recognize how 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 much skill is being shown, okay. but also how much calm and nerve and preparation. It's all of it. You know, yeah. it's really it is dramatic. It is kind of like a sporting event in that sense. Yeah. Well, thank you so so much, yeah, Peter. If you had, had, do you uh, if people want to find you online, yeah. where how do they do it? Uh, if you want to be found, <laughs> I'm hiding very cleverly at Peter Sokolowski on Twitter. Ah. Um, and uh, but most of the writing I do is at Merriam-Webster. Uh, dot com, uh, the definitions and the articles. And what we found is that, you know, people come to the dictionary for a spelling or definition, but they often stay for a video, for example, or a quiz or a little article about a word. And and my particular innovation, in a sec, I call it innovation, one of my favorite things, is the fact that we now know which words are being looked up in real time because of the fact that the dictionary is online. People just type it in, right? So Yeah. And so we can say, you know what, this word is spiking today. It's spiking Ah. this hour. And we can report on sort of what America is thinking about according to the data. And I love telling that kind of story because it really shows a couple of things. It shows that people care, um, that people are paying attention, and people still 
seek a kind of neutral objective arbiter, the, the kind of authority, whatever that right. means in, in lexical terms, of a dictionary is something that people have always turned to, but now we have the evidence. We know that they do. And that makes me um, you know, especially happy because uh, you think that uh, you know, the media landscape has changed, the publishing landscape has changed, um, but the dictionary is still there. Yeah. And it's accessible, it's free, uh, you can have it on an app, but the point is it's still there and people still use it the same way. In other words, we communicate faster today, but we're still meat suits with a brain. You know, we still we still have to learn. And, is that in your dictionary? Uh, probably not. Um, but the thing is, uh, we still have to. For example, I bet everybody he, he has a word that you look up yourself three, four, five times a year, uh, and we all have those words, and yeah. that's what the dictionary is for. Um, yeah. And so we, you know, we have to revise it. We have to keep it up to date. Um, but the point is, it's there, and whether it's uh, a comfort or a tool, whatever, it, it's 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 going to be there. Um, and I love that data, that evidence that shows the way it's used. Yeah, oh, so cool. Thank you for talking to two real meat suits. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Peter. Thank you, Peter. You can follow him on Twitter. You can f- go buy a dictionary. See if we care. Yeah. Well, how am I going to stop you? I don't even know who you are. He invented the definition for swing. That is true. But like jazz swing. Did he Did he cover that in the interview, or was that in a discussion that we didn't record? It might have been after. I'm not sure. But yeah, he's got some. He's got some entries in the modern dictionary. That's right. A leave a living, breathing thing. That's right. It is. It changes all the time. Evolution. E v o l u t i o n. Evolution. <laughs> and then uh, we're going to now meet one of the other contestants who was absolutely lovely as well. In fact, he was recommended to us because. They said, oh, you'll love him. He's a little sarcastic. His name is Jashun Paluru, and he's from Brookston, Indiana. And he was, in fact, a wonderful conversation. And I'm very happy to say, is proceeding on to the finals. He's one of the final 41 that will go in to the competition tomorrow at 10 a.m. We didn't really get this information out of anybody, but I've just got a gut feeling. This kid has experience. He's got skill. He's got swagger. And he could go all the way. I think he yeah. is he is a favorite, if there are favorites. There, he is, in fact, because I saw uh, some email is sent out, and of the 41 finalists, he is listed among the few, a handful that are returning favorites and, and favorites to go the distance. He has a he good... Also, didn't he have, like, he came in 10th and 7th or something the last two 10th years? 10th and 16th, maybe? Yeah, Whatever maybe, it was, yeah. he did very well in both appearances. And so there's no substitute for experience that's right he's got a good mix of experience and preparation and i think you'll hear that in the little interview we did and he's got a little bit of moxie he sure does is it fruvis we'll find out here we go well first of all jeshun thank you for joining us today how are you i'm doing pretty good how about you good how are you feeling about your competition you're still in it you're in it to win it okay how's this gonna go uh hopefully i win that's right all right you got your eyes on the prize yeah going for number one yeah now, you were given to us as an interview subject because we were told you were sarcastic. Is that true? Do you uh, got a certain amount of humor about this whole thing? I have literally no idea where you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> how old of a fella are you, Jeshun? I am 13. 13, okay. And how do you prepare for the big spelling bee? I study. All, all year long? Once a day? What are we talking? Uh, I do sessions throughout the day. Wow. Every day, all year, or are you just when the season comes around? Um, all, mostly throughout the year, but every so often, you know, we'll take like a road trip or something, and I won't study those days, obviously. Okay. Because you get car sick? 
Yeah. I do. Matt really gets car sick. It's terrible. I, I get microphone read. sick. Uh-oh. Be careful. Okay. I'm going to distance myself. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a word that you hate when it comes up because every time you're like, oh, I think I know this, but I don't. Vasopressin. A vas- what? What? I missed that word. Which, oh, is that one you missed in competition? Mm-hmm. What is What's the word? What's the word? Vasopressin. It's a drug. Vasopressin. Yep, it's always the drugs that get me. Stay away from drugs in school, they told me. <laughs> I should have listened. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have, because then you'd at least know you the know drug. You know how to spell them. Are those the hardest words? Because they're new. They're relatively new words, are they not? Uh, drug names are mostly made out of uh, parts, but um, trademarks in general are pretty difficult because whoever made them can spell them however they want. Is vasopressin a trademark? Is it, that, it's a trademark. And that can be in there, a proper noun of a drug. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. What's it feel like when you're in the competition, you get a real difficult word, and then the next kid just gets links, the animal? Uh-huh. And you just think, well, that's easy. Well, it depends. If I spelled the word right, then I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, you, don't then, ma- you don't mind it. And then I'll rant about it, you know, like two hours later. But <laughs> then if I lose, then I get to rant about it like five minutes later, as soon as I'm safely off the stage. I'm still buzzing about vasopressin. I think we yeah, should that- lodge a formal complaint on your behalf. <laughs> do and get do you- some paperwork. Yeah, All right. reinstated. All right. <laughs> so this afternoon, in fact, in a few minutes, you're going to find out if you're going on into the finals because you've survived all the spelling bee sessions thus far, and then it will go off of your preliminary exam. Is that right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel you did on the preliminary exam? I did pretty well. They did send out the scores already. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. So can you say what you got? I got something out of 30. Well, so did I. Yeah, and so did I. We, how do you think we did on the test? Not uh, well. I'll give you a six. I'm feeling generous. A six? <laughs> I'll have you know that I got an F plus. Yeah. I got 53% of the questions correct. I got 57. Oh, you got a D. Nice. <laughs> well, Is that a D, D now? Yeah, that's a D. I thought Wait, that was I, no, I'm an idiot. That's an F plus. Thank you. That's me. I got a 57. He got 57% right. Uh, he, he got one more than me. You're yeah. losing. I know. Uh, gotta catch up. You gotta catch up, Mark. I'll try. Yeah, me and Jashun were up there in the uh, upper limits. Oh, you're you putting know? yourself well, with Jashun. Well, I mean, with just the two out of three that are the highest scores yeah. to stick together, you know, first, yeah. second, and how, third. How many bees have you done? Um, and I mean the national bee. Have you been here before? Have you done it? This is my third time bee. Third time. And what was your rankings the last two times? 10th uh, and 16th. 10th and 16th? That's amazing. It's okay. It's good. No, it's very good statistically. It's amazing. That's, yeah. Okay. You're not so excited okay. by it. You're, you're willing to concede. You're very even keeled. I like that. Okay, right. so we're looking for big things from you uh, this year. This is exciting. We're glad to have you. Do you have a favorite word? Uh, I selected Huynam is my favorite word. Huynam? Huynam from Gulliver's Travels. Oh, how do you spell that? H-O-U-Y-H-N-H-N-M. And what does it mean? Is it a it's proper a noun? It's a of horses. Yeah, it's a proper noun. Huynam. Huynam. Intelligent talking horses from Gulliver's Travels. Oh, I like wow. that. Yeah, I like that word, too. Is it okay if that's my favorite word now, too? Sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, now that you and I are kind of, you I know, mean, score I buddies. I didn't uh, copyright it yet. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I think Mark and I are going to go take a vapopressant drug. Yeah, what does it do? Should uh, I not take it? <laughs> it depends. It constricts blood vessels, I think. Oh, I, I better stay that. away yeah, from that. If yeah, anything, that I need mine great. opened, a, a vaposwellant. All right. <laughs> so best of luck today. I hope you get into the finals and then the pressure's on. Yeah. How do you handle the pressure? Do you take a nice jog? Do you swim? Do um, you do yoga? Do you do anything to 
counteract the pressure of the beat. I've done spelling a lot, so nervousness is kind of something I'm used to. I just kind of tap my foot and deal with it. That's it. That's a good advice. Let it, let your foot handle the nerves. Yep. Your brain handles the swerves. <laughs> yeah. The swerves of the B. You That's never right. know where the words are coming from. Well, Jashun, is there anyone you want to give a shout-out to? Yeah, there's no shout-outs allowed during the B, but on this that. show, if you want to make shout-outs, have at it. Shout well, away. no one at the school gave me my $200, which was my asking fee, so I'm not going to give a shout-out to anyone. Here. Oh, it was a $200 <laughs> fee to give a shout-out? It was a $200 shout asking fee, but I'd like to thank Navya Mutigation for giving me a lot of words. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Sounds like that's a shout-out to me. But she's not at my school. She's right there. Oh, oh I see. Okay. I see. Is I this see our, how this works. Who is she to you? Your sister? Nope. Not, do we look related? She's like, yeah. Not related. I mean, I don't know how to say that. Okay. Okay. Am I your sibling? <laughs> do we look like we're siblings? Could be. I don't know. We scored so similarly in that preliminaries exam. Right. We could be. You're right. <laughs> I mean, definitely. I'm definitely closer to you than Mark. Yeah, I don't look anything like you, but yeah. <laughs> we still could be siblings. Eh. <laughs> okay, we've been uh, properly shouted out. You're not giving any away for free. So just know that if Jashun is back here next year, $200 is a good going rate for a shout out. I want to go 250 next year. Right. Okay, that one's for free. Well, thank you very much, Jashun. Yeah, we don't want to really keep you because they're about to, you. to make the big announcement of the final oh boy. crew. But so know that we're going to be pulling for you when we see you up okay. there. You've got, for what it's worth, two guys two who guys. didn't perform very well on this test rooting for you we're in your corner. And F plus is decent, all right? Thank Did you. you hear that, Mark? What do you mean, thank he you? He said I got it at well. No, he is an F minus at 53. Uh, that's still an F plus, though, technically. Hey, support is, is support is, is support. I know. I mean, if it's above a 50, I'm pretty sure it's an F plus. Can we get a ruling on that? Is that true? What do you guys think? No. 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 <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Yeah, see? Okay. Yeah, I, wait, I deserve encouragement? Oh, boy. You need it. We need to nurture you. No Shots kidding. fired. <laughs> Thank you, Joshun. Best of luck. Good luck. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Joshun, we wish you all the best tomorrow. We'll we be- found out uh, after, the, after the finals when he was announced as a finalist, the word he spelled to get into the finals, to stick around. Because this process we've learned is a little funky. He spelled the word Lindy Hop. Mm, that's right. That was his word to stay alive, stay in contention. So today we witnessed something that we didn't really understand, but now we do. Towards the second and third round, towards the end, there were still hundreds of entrants that were still alive. And the written test that we took on Tuesday combines with the live performance. Obviously, if you get a word wrong on stage, you're out. But then they combine your test scores with your onstage and only 50 total kids will ever get in. 50 at the most. However, if there is a tie for the certain same amount that's just qualifying to get in, and that is that last group is over 50, they will disqualify that Everyone. whole last amount. And that's why there are only 41 going in this year. That's right. So tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, the finals will start. Those 41 will get whittled down to 12. So look for Joshun to be there. I think he's going to kick all the butts i sure hope so i hope everyone wins uh, that can't happen Mark, there will only I be hope everyone wins. well there could be two winners because we've walked down the hall of champions and seen pictures of sort of co-champions that's right so that's possible and now it's time to transition into our final guest editor directive editor directional evolutionist editor it starts with a d Dar, Dar, Darth Vader, Darth Vader, da, dance, danceaholic, evader, ed, 
it's editorial a D, director. It's a D and an E. Is it that? Yes. Directorial editor. No, editorial director, right? Directorial editor. Corey Leffler, who was herself a former contestant three years. She was a heavy favorite in her eighth grade year, her final year of eligibility. And we're told uh, a listener to the Pistol Shimps podcast. And the Pistol Shrimps podcast. I'm not familiar with that one. You know Pistol Shimps, but you don't know I Pistol do. Shrimps. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't listen to Pistol Shrimps podcast. She listens to Pistol Shrimps radio. Shimps. Shimps. Yeah, that's when a chimp... Can you use it in a, a sentence? And uh, when Coco the Chimp and Shemp the Stooge got together to make a lot of... Uh-huh. <laughs> I need to be tucked in. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> Corey uh, Leffler, thank you for your time and for uh, being such a great help to us during this spelling bee experience for us. It's been great, and here's our interview with Corey Leffler. Corey Leffler, editorial director, and I got that title, no problem. This is yeah. not our second <laughs> attempt at a recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you yourself are not only editorial director, but former speller in the bee. That's correct. Three-time almost champ. Yes, well... I was almost a champion once, and then I was supposed to be the champion, and I ate it. Yeah. We just Heartbreaking. We, we had a session that didn't record, and I'm going to watch this closely, but we went through some of your um, the words. That you went out on the word lapidious. My As first year. L-A-P-I-D-E-O-U-S. Wow, how'd you know that one? Because good. I spelled it right on the recording <laughs> wow. that got deleted or Never didn't mark. happen. There was no prior recording. <laughs> <laughs> and dispel... Yes. And you added a second L. That was my is, eighth grade year. Second oh, round. Man. Just. What was the seventh grade word? Frugivorous. What? Come on. What does that you mean? You got that one. Frugivorous. Fru. It means subsisting on fruit, like a fruit bat would be considered frugivorous. Oh, like Fru meat would be carnivorous. Right. But God, what do you do? Do you a J or a G? G or a G? Frugivorous. J-E-R-V-I-O-U-S. I think that was a frugivorous. Frugivorous. F R. It's my old roommate. U is even there an I in there? Frugivorous Timmons. I'm gonna say no I. F R U G I V E R O U S. It's V O R, like carnivorous or omnivorous, but that's exactly how I spelled it when I was in seventh grade. So you're at least as smart as I was when I was twelve. That seems just impossible. That seems like an impossible word that someone made up along the way. I guess all words someone made them up. Yep. It's all it's all just a fart. So you said you were you did very well seventh grade and you were favored in eighth grade. Are there favorites every year? Well or you have return spellers, I guess. Yeah. So if a kid has done well previously then we have the stats on that, obviously, and ESPN will go out and follow a few different spellers at their homes, which oh, is wow. what happened to me my eighth grade <gasps> year. And then oh. They came to my school and all that, and did then that, I just had to... How did that set with the other kids or sit with the other kids? Oh, They're everybody cool? kind of gets it, yeah. I think, at that point. So I, mean, like where, I was so nice. <laughs> where was this? Where was your school? Los Banos, California. Oh. Is that up north? It's in the middle oh, really? of this day. Yeah, San Joaquin Valley. Oh, what's like Los Banos. Los Banos. <laughs> they say we say Los Banos if you're from there. Wow, that's right. <laughs> what's what uh, metropolitan city is closest? Um, it's between San Jose and Fresno. Okay. Wow. Yeah, just 
when people in Ohio hear that I'm from California, I don't think they imagine the cows that were across the yeah. street from sure, my the, high school. Just the pure <laughs> agricultural nature of that yes. part of the state. Yes. Yeah. We had cantaloupes and tomatoes, not so many beaches. Oh. <laughs> so we were just talking, too, when you came in here about how you were... Um, writing a nice email to a girl today that got out and had a hard time with it and the psychology that you had to deal with on, on kind of not getting through on the competition and that you cried one time. Is that right? Oh, I cried for hours, oh. but that's like every day, right? That's yeah. fine. So <laughs> me too. Oh, I'm <laughs> the same. Fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then the next day I brushed myself off. I went down and I cheered for the other kids and learning to deal with disappointment was such a huge lesson that's gotten me so far in life, so much more than a trophy would have, that's right? It's a hard thing to realize when you've worked for so many years and for so many hours uh, at something that you only saw the outcome being a trophy, but then in the end, I'm totally fine with it now. Did totally do- fine. I don't think about it every year when I come back. <laughs> <laughs> they do a good job uh, in the opening ceremonies of saying, like, envision yourself winning, envision yourself losing, prepare yourself to both. Did they do that back then, or is that something they developed a little bit more? I don't remember. I mean, I think that the one thing that I do know has been going on that whole time is the way that we treat the kids, especially at the end of the week, I mean the whole week, but the way that we wrap up the week really makes them all feel like champions. You just put them to work? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Cleaning up, (laughs) putting chairs away. Somebody's got to wash Dr. Bailey's car. (laughs) Uh, So tomorrow's the finals. Yes. We went from 300 some spellers to 41 in in about a minute. Mm Mm-hmm. They just announced all the people. Mm -hmm. That's a combination of written test and performance on stage. Correct. And so how I would think that one might be even more heartbreaking to sort of still think that you're in it. Right. You're still you're you. You didn't spell anything wrong on stage. You Mm -hmm. didn't crack under that pressure. But your test scores kind of we we sort of sat there going, I don't know how many perfect scores will there be. And there were none. There were none this year, which has been the first time in a while. The test was pretty difficult so I yeah, think that I'll you say. can feel fine with your three <laughs> points that you would have gotten yeah. <laughs> I got over half of the answers right by the way we That's also great. learned that the scoring mark yeah, we're going to have to retabulate our yeah, tests oh. what, what might have ended up happening oh Matt uh-huh. you got a higher score than uh-huh. previously and we just Mark you don't have to say that alright it's okay don't worry we didn't the last two questions we didn't ascribe three points oh. we just gave one per so Matt got a higher score. Oh, Mark, I wasn't looking for you to okay, say Matt. that. Okay, Matt. Okay. I got a lower score. I oh, Mark, I wasn't looking for you to say that. Well, either. Matt, I said it. Okay. Well, <laughs> we can't edit that out. There's no way to edit any podcast. audio no. at all. Um, Are you still recording? Yes, especially <laughs> I backed it up. I'm double recording. What are we looking at tomorrow? How long does the day go? There's a whole second. Kind of like it's the finals, but there's an elimination before the real finals. Well, the only way that kids will get out from now on is by misspelling on stage. So tomorrow morning we'll start at 10 o'clock in the morning and kind of go until we have about 12 kids left in the competition. That usually takes about four hours. And then we will uh, resume the competition in the evening at 830. Prime time. Yes. And then how long does the 12 student 
round usually go? That usually takes about two hours. That's what maybe we'll a be, little more. We'll be calling. We'll be calling that episode. It's yeah. very exciting to me. Yeah, that's very very. Uh, exciting. Do you guys have favorites? I oh definitely. We've already spoken to Akash and uh, Jashun, and they were lovely. There's a girl from Long Beach in the final. So too, I'm pulling for I looked, her. Yeah. Nice. Medina. Oh yeah. Is there uh? Lin Manuel Miranda tweeted at her. Really? What yeah. did he say? Today. No, she because she said something about how she knows every word in the entire Hamilton soundtrack, uh-huh. and we tweeted that out and like tagged him in it, and he wrote back and was like, "Tell her that I'm rooting for her," oh, and we were just like, wow. oh. "Oh my god, yeah, that's big." <laughs> Very exciting. I see, I see a little bit of myself in Anson Cook. Yeah, I like Anson. Yeah, yeah, he seems like maybe he what seems part young. He just seems like. <laughs> Look, because you're so young. No, 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 no. But I, I, I skipped kindergarten, mm. so I was always sort of this weird kid that had. I had in elementary school I had my own reading groups. Oh. Because I just had. I was reading at a high level at a, when I was little. I peaked. I peaked in kindergarten. Congratulations. Because I went straight to first grade. <laughs> but yeah, I feel I like peaked in the delivery room. He just seems so <laughs> little and so. He's got a deer in the headlights kind of thing going on because I think it's his first year. It looks it like is, it. Yeah, I talked is to it? him after the announcement. He was just kind of like, you know, yeah, same thing, just wide eyed. And his mom was like, I guess we'll try to rest. Like, <laughs> 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 Very sweet. Uh, Very sweet. Yeah, they're always thing. surprises, these kids that, that haven't been here before. And that's really exciting for us, too, because yeah. you the do cards. get the kids who have the experience and the former success. But then you get these kids that you've never met before and they're just delights little delightful <laughs> human beings with ridiculous vocabularies how how soon into a conversation like when you're developing a friendship with someone do you let on that i was a three-time script spelling bee participant i don't usually lead with that or offer say. it up ever <laughs> <laughs> like how long before it comes out uh, I, well, I do tell people what I do. So okay, right, a lot of right. people, Uber yeah. drivers ask me all the time uh, if I was in it. Cause okay. They always want to know because they're like, I've never met somebody who has that job. I'm like, yeah, there are 13 of us. So probably not. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Odds <laughs> are. Wow. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't really go into that too quickly. I, I do like to think that I've changed a little bit since I was 13 years old, but <laughs> <no>. <laughs> let me ask you this. So tomorrow when you're part of the 41, What's the downtime like while you're waiting? You spell your word, you sit back down. Is that harrowing? That seems like, yeah, that's how do you question. still your mind and just, you know, we, we talked to both of the, the participants this year about, do you, does it bother you when you spell a hard word and then the next word, you know it, you could spell that in your sleep. How do you just shut that out or do you? My favorite thing to do on stage when I was a kid was always to just try to spell along with it and you kind of keep focused, keep sharp that way and really get encouraged by the number of words that you know. Um, You do get a little bit like, oh, I wanted that one, you know, every now and then. But um, yeah, I, I and I think you get such great camaraderie on stage at that point too I think you were starting to see it today where the kids will high five each other it's gonna be even more tomorrow they're all rooting for each other because there's no point in rooting against each other since it's you know just you versus the dictionary so uh it's really really sweet the bonds that form on stage there it is incredible to watch it is it is impossible to be cynical here it is it's so heartwarming and um 
it makes me feel so good about life in the future. I have to say <laughs> it is that. like life changing. Yeah. It's been a, a really great experience to just be here and see it in person. And uh, it's all, it's great on TV, but even it's way, I it's think it's different even better in person. In person. Yeah. And every single kid that comes up, I'm like, they can't top the last one. And there's something endearing about every single child that yeah. makes me want to just scoop them up and hug them. And mm-hmm. they're so incredible. I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. Thank Any you. final advice for no one's going to listen to this. The kids aren't going to listen to it or maybe they yeah, are. Maybe I don't they know. They will. If, if, if there's a kid listening, that's going up tomorrow. <laughs> Got any advice? And just deep breaths and watch how many L's you put in words. <laughs> <laughs> but steal your nerves and make them lapidinous. Lapidious. Lapidious. Look, I'm not hired <laughs> to be anything. <laughs> Thank you so much, Corey. Thanks, Corey. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Akash. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Jashun. And thank you, Corey. We can't wait for tomorrow. I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know how it's going to go. But it's going to be the same as the first time we ever called a basketball game, Matt. Or the same as the first time we ever called a miniature golf match. Or the same as when we called a white elephant gift exchange. Or the same as we ever called a golf classic. So you guys know what to expect. Which is little to nothing. Yeah, very little information. There's probably going to be some Star Wars talk. I don't know that Matt will sing on it because there's no reason to sing. There's not going to be anybody around. We're going to be sort of off in our own little room, isolated from everybody, watching a feed of what's going on in the main room. Sounds like a challenge. I bet you could sing and no one would, no one would hear except for me. And that's in. all that matters, pal. Tune in to find out. All right, you bunch of fun people. And remember, if you're up for it, there is a Pistol Shrimps, I was there too, Super Ego, uh, anything else meetup at the Watergate Hotel Friday night at 8 p.m. on the rooftop bar. We're going to drink until we get elected into public office. And then we're going to blow it all and be impeached as an unindicted co-conspirator. An unindicted coke conspirator <laughs> Rum and coke. I'm so tired. First one's on me, baby. All right, let's go.